genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with the people I'm always here with. Sean Petit. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. We're going to ruin last week's books. But uh, I'll give you timestamps in the episode descriptions and all that stuff. Uh, our top story this week is... Batman The Night, number one, by Chip Zdarsky, Carmine D. Gian Dominico, and Ivan Placencia. Dang, got it on the first. <laughs> I know, that I crushed it. We could say it every week because I edit it and I fix it when it's not, but that was the first try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as Next far as the in- listeners know. <laughs> I did it. I got through all of that mess. <laughs> that is our intro. That are, first those try. are beautiful names. No, I don't want to offend anybody. That we hope. No, I was just saying correctly. my intro is a mess. Their the, names are, are fine. It. It's my problem <laughs> that I can't speak well. As well a, there as goes a two listeners. Yeah, I can't. I can't talk too good. The, the artist and the colorist. Is yeah. that what you're talking about, RJ? Yeah. <laughs> love it. Yeah, Perfect. Chip's still here. We love you, Chip. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> long time, long time listener to the show, Chip Zadarsky. Yeah. Or as I like to call him, Steve Murray. Uh, uh, dude, I'm cutting that. <laughs> or I'll, I'm gonna bleep it. That's no, not he, our. I he prefer- said his real name in a new, in a recent episode of a, a recent issue of crossover. So oh, you yeah, know. it's in his Wikipedia he himself. page. It's on yeah, his Wikipedia page. I don't want to dox anybody. <laughs> he doxed himself. It's fine. <laughs> it's not what we do here on this show. Yeah, we're not giving we're out his address. It's just his fucking name. <laughs> it's fine. Yo, if you have Chip Zdarsky's address, though, give it to me. Don't Canada. Give Casey Chip Zdarsky's address. <laughs> Please, I beg for, you. For reasons, don't you, worry Yeah, about she, it. she's going to get arrested. That's what's <laughs> We happen. always joke that we have a Casey bail fund, but I don't want to actually have to use that money. If yeah. Chip Zdarsky sends his address to Casey because of this, I will die. <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> also, uh, I hope you do really have a bail fund. Don't use that. It's, that's, that's necessary. Yeah, my bail fund point. is just my bank account, and if you call me to need money, like I'll just... Yeah, like that... No, that's what's okay. gonna happen. Yeah. The bail fund is just your, <laughs> it's just your my rent money. Account. Yeah, hey, we've, Christina, we've do you also got have you. money? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, crowdsource. Thank God. Who's got enough that, money? That's to not an jail. invitation to go commit crimes. However, Casey, I, I mean, would... legally, I yeah, have not, not committed limitless. any crimes. That would, for the record, <laughs> on on the record, no crimes, zero crimes on my end. Yeah, generally, if it's legally, you have not committed a crime. That is correct. <laughs> I have gotten caught for zero crimes, so you're you're doing good. <laughs> Acquitted. We didn't even go off the rails today. We just took the rails off before before recording. Yeah, I think what we're experiencing, and this is something I keep happening because I'm just going in and out of lockdown. It's like we get on these weird topics that Casey will just be like, "Yo, have you heard of this motherfucker?" And then all of a sudden whatever was just in our brain for the last month and a half just starts vomiting out at just yeah. rapid speed and then it's an hour and a half later. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, like I haven't talked to anybody that actually responds. <laughs> like, right. It's and, and wild. Like I'm talking to Grain this whole time. Yeah. And working from home, like I'm on these Zoom calls all the time, but like for the first time today, there's people on this screen that I want to I want to talk to. Yeah, you're on work that I calls. I want to interact like, with, yeah. I, I started a new job, so I don't have calls with people I actually want to talk to. So like that social element of work has just is just gone. 
and it's been like seven, six, six, seven weeks, and I'm like, oh, right, I used to talk to people. Like, that's a thing I would do, and now it's just it's just storing up for you guys, and we just waste an hour and a half I mean, every night. <laughs> jokes on y'all! I get tons of social interaction solely at work, and that's I have these exact to. same batshit <laughs> conversations with my customers that have become my friends. <laughs> well, I'm pretty See, sure I'm jealous of that. Like, I'm jealous that you get to have that little bit of normalcy in your life. I have oh none yeah, of that. it's it's great. It's the only this and that are the only reason I'm. Somewhat sane. I Keeping wouldn't say it sane. Together, ish. Yeah, maybe. It's it's really just where I get all of the fucked up shit that I get to like spew at you guys is like from other people in the yeah. real world, and then I I just I gather it, and then I just you know you're welcome. Put really. it in my backpack, and I <laughs> and I head out. <laughs> like I have this I have this friend that I skate with that has two very very young kids, so like every time we have a skate session together, like he doesn't stop talking. Right. Oh yeah, because like, he can only talk to seven year olds, and you're right. like the the like, first person over the age of seven that he's been able to talk. Yeah, to. that he can that, talk that's to. That's not his wife, who's already who's like sick Stop and tired of hearing his voice. I don't want to fucking talk to you. I don't want to yeah. talk to anybody. Please fucking leave. <laughs> so I just I just take it, man. I just I'm just like I'm. I'll yeah. Bl- your, let it out. Just emotional out. support wall. Yeah. That he's. I feel like I've been catching at. myself do that about like topics I'm like interested in, but I just like. Like, instead of talking at somebody, I'm talking with someone. I'm like, oh, oh God, I need to, like, fucking throttle it back a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring it down a notch. Yeah. Um, this, this all kind of reminds me of, um, so, as of the day that this is airing, I will later that day be <laughs> doing an interview in a variety show live at a bar in, in Philly, and, like, I don't know what the fuck to do man i'm gonna be on a stage answering questions and then a then then there's gonna be a burlesque dancer and then a comedian and then another comedian and like i don't know what the fuck to do guys i am freaking the fuck out that sounds all very uh overstimulating uh yeah and like the fact that like i haven't real i've been to like two bars total in in philly and it's like the places that i know the bartender so i feel comfortable you know and so the fact that i'm going to a bar that i don't usually go to and then i'm getting on stage (laughs) where's it at uh frankie bradley's uh seven uh 8 p.m and uh it, yeah tickets are uh, like i won't online. be there i was just curious what part was <laughs> uh if you if you're in philly and you're listening to this before 8 p.m on wednesday the 26th come hang out i guess um but yeah. oh well, yeah that's like today like go today. do that that's the day that this is airing if yeah. you're yeah. in it's philly. just gonna it's just gonna be chip Zdarsky. <laughs> Listen to this on oh the way God. there. Like, Yo, yeah. Casey, answer questions, drink a beer, and get some Omicron. Yo, and th- that's the thing is, like, I was, <laughs> I was really freaking out that, like, I was, this was getting, Omicron was becoming too much. So I was like, I should probably bail or like ask the 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 promoter to like like postpone it and then i got covid and i'm like well i'm actually the safest i'll be for a while yeah <laughs> i got all got, those antibodies that's, that's, i'm that's good fair. <laughs> i'm vaxxed i'm boosted and i have the antibodies from actually catching it so like yeah I'm, and you've you've had the most recent strain you're i good. am i am pretty invulnerable for at least at least another three months so. you can let at least five people spit in your mouth and probably be fine <laughs> you know what that, who knows what's challenge accepted <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny too because i've been like inviting my friends and i'm like so it's a burlesque show i am not doing burlesque do not ac- come expecting my boobies oh. to be out because well, you not will interested. be sorely disappointed <laughs> 
there will be other movies out and they will be delightful. Okay, I you promise. have my attention again. <laughs> there, there have been there have been two separate occasions where I had I was either playing shows or like was part of a show that had a burlesque element that I'd forgotten about and my parents showed up. Awesome. That's incredible. Oh, that fucking rules. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Love that. How did they react? Were they supportive? Were they cool with it? The, the first time they were just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm supposed to look. Blah, blah, blah. Then the second time they're like, it's another one of these. <laughs> That's the way to do it. What a what a good reaction! Confusion that's like, then acceptance. That's, that's the way like, the world should work. <laughs> that's like how my mom slowly became accepting of like me having tattoos. Like the first one made her cry, and then like by the fiftieth one, she wants to get matching tattoo with me. So like it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon, your parents are gonna be asking to go to burlesque shows. Like, how come you don't have any more burlesque shows? It's like, well. You made the first two really weird. This is so getting I, this is getting really strange. If they keep asking their son to go to burlesque shows, you got any more of those coming up? No, you got stop any more of them? Asking stop me. asking, stop Dad. Asking no. Just have Dad tickets in your pocket. Here you go. All right, now shut up. Uh, well, I don't even think I mentioned the whole reason I'm being interviewed is that it's Marvel themed. Um, nice. So, Theoretically, the burlesque will be Marvel-themed. The comedy will be Marvel-themed. Uh, I and a former editor of Marvel Comics are being interviewed. and uh, We've know, been trying yeah. to brainstorm a good burlesque name for Casey. In the only the thing I could chat. come up with uh, is uh, Jeffrey Dom Her. That's the only thing I, I got. I still think we can do better. Mm, mm, I still yeah. think Phyllis Sybin. I don't think you're getting a, giving enough of a chance. I don't. I don't do mushrooms, man. All I right, would love I to if, if I ever did mushrooms. That can be my name, but I've never done them. So it I feels, just, feels it's like like Adams was all drugs and Casey. Yeah, you're all serial great. killers. Well, I was I was trying to come up with good Marvel ones, but like they all sucked, and yeah, I kept like no... getting stuck on a way to make Galactus sexy, and there just isn't one. Yeah, I only came up. Yeah, we came up with your Says only you. name, but that doesn't work for Belask. Ooh, what Peggy about Galictus? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> kind of gross. Gross. <laughs> Peggy Carter, though. That's just that's just a name, but you just, know. That is just put, a name. Put in a context. Pegging uh, Carter. Ooh. Mm, better. That's better. That's to go along with Sad Juggers. Which is still one of my favorites. <laughs> Sad juggers. So, uh, listeners, uh, it's still not. It's not too late if you can come up with a better uh, Marvel theme burlesque name for Casey Yo, today. I, throw it if, in the Discord, baby. Yeah, if we can come up with a better name, I will do a burlesque performance. Badly, I might add. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, no, th- this is the best pitch for our Discord. <laughs> yeah, get in the Discord if you can think of a name that Casey approves. Oh my god! I just, I just want to mention that I cannot dance. The, so just putting that out there. That means it's, it's going to be, be bad for everyone involved. And everyone have, will let this. You have to us. get a, a big wooden sign with the name of the burlesque, the burlesque name on it, and wear it <laughs> like a sandwich board. Yes, <laughs> but only that. Yeah, because yeah, it's a burlesque show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the challenge, you know, thrown out there, guys, to figure something out. You know, the gauntlet has been cast. Get yeah, exactly. get Infinity Casey gauntlet. a good uh, a good burlesque name. Um, <laughs> Depending on when you're listening to this, you have eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The clock is ticking. Yeah. Or you know, if you're listening to this afterwards, you have negative time. It is already <laughs> you have. Yeah. Time if you're listening used. to this on Thursday, it's too late. Uh, yeah, sorry, bro. We don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to hear it. 
All right, so let's 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 talk about some comic books. So I've got uh, Silver Coin number eight by Matthew Rosenberg, Michael Walsh, and Tony Marie Green. Man, I love this issue. So fucking good. <laughs> this was a this was a good one. It was a weird one, but uh, but that's what we get with with Silver Coin. They're always kind of weird, right? Yeah, they're yeah. they're weird in a great way, and also like a fuck stockbrokers kind of way. Yeah, Where's so we are we are on Not Wall always. Street. We're on Wall Street <laughs> in New York City in the late sixties. We have fuck stockbrokers and fucking stockbrokers. You know, we get a little yeah. bit of both of this. Yeah, we do get one panel of that on this first page, don't we? <laughs> I don't know it just looks so sad too. It does look sad. Like, oh, Stocks aren't the only going up. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, this I also like that we're we're. Out. We're getting this issue, and we get to talk about this issue on a day where the stock market is literally collapsing. I mean... Crypto specifically. <laughs> no, like, the NASDAQ is down, like, a lot. Like, the stock market is on the verge of crash. I think people are... So- Whatever. We don't want to get into okay. that shit. Yeah, I'm about to say, you have reached your white man limit for talking about the stock market on a podcast. I am, I'm calling it. <laughs> All right. I don't know anything about the stock market. I just know that it's a straight line down at the moment. But <laughs> whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> so the coin has found its way to uh, uh, like some jackass coin collector who's also like a big, a big stock market guy. He's, he's a Patrick Bateman. Yeah, yeah that's a good way to explain it. But like he spends his money on these on these stupid coins. Like there's this guy who just looks like the fucking crypt keeper who shows up oh, in his yeah. office with a suitcase full of coins. And he, and he like, you know, holds one up and starts talking about how rare and weird it is. And then the the guy, the stock market guy points at the silver coin in the briefcase <laughs> and goes, But what about that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this he, one? Yeah, he's like, Oh, well, that one's not for sale. And I keep thinking, like, then why did you bring it? No. Uh, oh, I mean, it's for the, sale. The eye probably wanted to go for a ride. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, you know, they go back and forth. And he's like, I want to buy the whole briefcase. And then um, we see the janitor about to, or the custodian or whatever you want to call him, about to walk in as the Crypt Keeper guy's leaving without the briefcase. So yeah. mm-hmm. he gets all of them. Bought all of them. So this this custodian gets a look at the silver coin and is immediately kind of interested or takes interest in it. And yeah, it gets, it, it gets his hooks in him. It, he can't stop thinking about it. And like, there's a a homeless guy outside on his on his walk home. He's like, "Hey, man, you got like fifty cents to spare?" And he pulls a couple of coins out of his pocket. He goes like, "No, I can't spare these." So he gives him like ten bucks. Or like, is it just a dollar? Some type of paper money. Some type of not yeah. coin money. Like he's really attached to his coins all of a sudden. Yep. He's cleaning that floor and just like he can't. They just keep talking he, about. He, he keeps, keeps cleaning the case. The yeah. He's, yeah, he's he cleaning the talking, case an aggressive amount. And like talking about the coin and staring at the coin. And, and yep. this Patrick Bateman guy is just like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> 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 so then later on, he's like. At a cigarette machine and like pulls out those last two coins that he has and then sees the fire axe on the wall and just bashes the machine open. Yeah, this guy's quickly losing it. I think he did it so he can get his coin back. Or so he didn't have to use the coins. Yeah, yeah, because I think, yeah, either way, he's like, because he can't get rid of them. 
Also, a, a, a visual callback throughout this is we keep seeing the coin like falling in, in midair, like kind of spinning in midair. Yeah, I wonder what that could allude to later. Yeah, so then he, he finds out that like someone else is cleaning that floor now because there were some complaints. Yeah, basically Patrick Bateman is like, this guy's creeping me the fuck out. Uh, can you get rid of him? So Can you get rid of him before he steals all my special coins? Which is weird because they were like kind of almost like buddies and as much as they possibly could, you know what I mean? Right. Well, well I mean, that's... They, yeah, they that, were friendly, let's put it that way. Yeah, but and that's probably the problem, is like, this this peon spoke to me? Can you dispose of him immediately? That's not the vibe. Like, I did not get that mm, vibe. I got the I vibe. I kind of got like, the vibe. Because he was asking about, like, his family and stuff, and like, how are you always so happy? Like, it felt like they ha- gave him a drink. It felt like they had, like, a genuine right, connection. Right, I think that that is the... What it's like... What's make it, what makes it shocking? The betrayal. Yeah, like I, I didn't get the yo fuck this dude for talking to me. I got a different vibe from that, but everyone reads it a little bit differently. Well, that's a very Patrick Bateman kind of vibe, right? Like I'm gonna get real close to this guy, and then like you know what? I got too close to that guy. I never want to yeah. fucking see him again. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, like I can be friendly to your face and then immediately fuck you over. Yeah, I think the away. issue he he could tell that someone was he was a little too obsessed about the coin. I think that's why he sent him away. Yeah, that's probably. Anyway, it could be any combination of all of these things. True, but yeah, it's he could probably be an asshole. It's probably the coin. <laughs> well, that's what he's definitely an asshole, but we don't know if this is the reason he's an asshole. Yeah, so he just goes up to that floor anyway, like after hours, and tries to just break into the case to steal the coin, and runs into uh, a security guard quickly, like. You know, gets his wits about him, and then the security guard's like, "Just watch out, man! Someone busted up the vending machine earlier." <laughs> yeah, some crazy guys loose. <laughs> so then, uh, on his way home, he runs into the guy who's been cleaning the floor instead of him, dude. Oh my god! And like, has a real nice conversation with him, and then just pushes him in front of an ambulance. <laughs> Just it looks like an ambulance. Fuck. It just like yeah, pushes him right in front of a giant truck that just fucking destroys him. <laughs> just fucked up shit. Or no, I yeah, it looks like a garbage truck. It's just yeah. a huge truck. Fucking brutal, dude. That yeah. that splash page where he's just kind of like casually walking down the street as the body's flipping in the air. It's like oh boy, okay, this guy is <laughs> full on lost it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So then the next day, he's like, you know, bopping. I'm still so, 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 so reeling from Marjorie's that's pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, so so the next day, he's, he's bopping the floor, and some lady walks up to him. And he's like, hey, did you hear about Lewis? He's like, what? Was he the guy who broke open the vending machine? <laughs> no, you maniac. He got <laughs> squashed by a fucking... He got pancaked by a dump truck driver (laughs) yeah jesus so he goes back up to that floor again goes back up to that guy's office and the dude's like screaming into the phone at somebody it's like it's like don't you know i can have you fucking killed and shit like i'm gonna fucking kill that guy and uh one of the what just someone else from that floor is like hey i wouldn't go in there if i were you it's like hey we're buddies i'll be fine and he just walks in right at the end of this conversation and the guy just jokingly goes like you know anyone who'd kill somebody for me 
And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. shit, this just be- this just got real strangers on a train, didn't it? <laughs> yup. <laughs> yeah. And then he asks him, you know, how much the coin is worth. And he's like, oh, you know. No, he's like, do you know who we kill? He's like, what does it pay? And he says, at this point, I would give them whatever they wanted. And immediately mm-hmm. it clicks in his brain. He's like, I'm sorry, who did you want me to kill? Yeah. <laughs> or who do you want dead, basically? Like, yeah, what's yeah, this yeah. guy's address? Yeah. Like, He literally just stops listening. Like, mm-hmm. his brain shuts off. Yep. And he, yeah. Yeah. And then he just, well, there's this weird bit too, where like the, the stockbroker guy like asks him about his family. And then like that conversation bleeds into the next scene where he's like at home drinking milk out of the carton and then like steps over his dead wife's body. I did not realize that. It's got way more fucked up because I did not read that as that being his wife. Yeah, because like, then can... he gets on the phone and calls the operator and asks oh, fuck, where this dude's right. address is because he remembers mm-hmm. the guy's name. So, Dude, like, my brain this... just glossed over that completely. <laughs> yeah, this coin has unlocked like some weird bloodlust in this guy. Yeah. Well, that's not unusual. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what yeah. the coin kind of usually kind of, does. Kind of what it does. So then we got to him walking into, into office the next day, big fucking smile on his face. So like, hey, good morning, like pointing to people as he's walking by and whatnot. And then uh this <laughs> the lady was who was asking him about Lewis the day prior was like, Hey, uh, there's some police here to talk to you. He's like, I'm busy. And then like <laughs> he's Hold clearly just got a severed head in a bag that he's walking yeah, it's just around with like all over the dripping. Floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he goes up to to that floor with this this executive guy. The the door's locked, and he's like he's like knocking on the window. And the guy draws the shades, and he just throws this dude's head through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, fucking Jeez. crazy shit. Yeah, and he's like, "Okay, I'll take my payment now." And the dude smashes like, into the, the case. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> smashes into the case, grabs the coin. As the cops are like, yeah, stop the cops or are we'll there. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. And then they start fighting over up. the coin, and like it gets fucking crazy. The, the police shoot into the room just as the custodian ducks, and they shoot the uh, the stockbroker guy, the Patrick Bateman dude. And then blow out the window. He drops the coin. The coin falls out the window. And now it seems everybody wants the coin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This la- that last page is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, he jumps out the window, and then you get this crazy. It looks. I guess it's like it looks like different panels, but it's different windows in the it's building. Different floors. Yeah. Because yeah, it's different the floors. Same- it's the same page as the first page where, like, the dude's, like, fucking his secretary and, yeah. like, the one guy's, like, doing whatever. Like, it's, like, all those same windows and they're all, like, like smashing. Trying like, to get out, trying to get through the window. It's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, we he finally catches the coin as he smashes through a car, still fucking smiling. That is full of people, I might add. Yeah. Like, he just, he took out, like, a family. Yeah. <laughs> Like holy shit, Jesus! And then the coin falls on the ground, rolls across, rolls on the sidewalk, and the the homeless guy who was begging for change earlier picks it up. And then you see like five more stockbrokers falling to their deaths behind him. Yep. Oh shit! I missed that the first time. (laughs) Yeah, they're all jumping out the fucking building. Yeah, so they show everyone jumping out to go get it. It's fucking crazy. 
fucking wild. Um, so messed up. The really interesting thing that I found about because we've talked about like how does the coin pick people and it seems to like skip some people and like clearly I think I think the crypt keeper coin seller was like aware of it. Like I think yeah, for sure he felt he felt nefarious. Right, he's like like, crypto keeper. Nice, (laughs) got him selling selling bitcoins. (laughs) Patrick Bittman. <laughs> but then like it clearly got the stockbroker because the stockbroker had like a like a draw to it but he yeah. didn't have a, he's like i need that fucking but he didn't have a bloodlust and it and it like it transferred onto the the janitorial so maybe it like it latches onto people that are almost there anyway I feel like it did but like we like, didn't see it because the story wasn't really about him because he's like escalated so quickly oh you think he also had like he was a straight up patrick bateman with like like a bunch of sex workers in his closet i mean he was yelling threats at a guy at once yeah i I mean he's a fucking stockbroker of course he was yelling threats at a. I just feel like we maybe didn't see that because i feel like i mean he had an he he was obviously obsessed with it obviously everyone maybe he didn't need to because he had it so he was cool like he was Mm. chilling and until the janitor came up, I mean, a lot of the, but that's, I'm, I'm comparing it to other issues where yeah, people yeah, yeah. had it and yeah. then become crazy. So like, well, I think I think, I think it picks is, and chooses its its victims. The thing know? I noticed was no one actually touched it until he caught it going out the window. Yeah. So yeah, it affected them true. differently. And I feel like what we've noticed oh. is that's the big thing that's really triggered that the go fucking kill everything was holding the coin, and it took yeah. over. And it amplified that urge. And here, I think it was amplifying the urge, but it didn't. They never actually touched it until yeah. the very end. That's hmm. the thing that stuck out to me in this one. Interesting. And also, it made uh, it feel the unique. the uh, the um, homeless guy who gets the coin is completely oblivious to all the carnage happening yeah, because he's he like, has the coin. The- it's my lucky day, man. Yeah. Like he's yeah. very clearly a vet too. Like he's yeah. the bottom half of his leg is gone, and yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I thought, I thought that's an interesting, like, like the mechanics of the coin is slightly different for each writer. And I like that a lot because yeah. it feels like the, feels like the coin has intent. It feels like this it's guy's alive right on, way. yeah, like this guy's right on the edge of breaking anyway. So I'm going to break him, you know, like it that also, kind of a, it has continuity, but it also kind of doesn't. Yeah. Well, and it, I like that about it too. I think Still maybe it's, in, it's just one. I think maybe it's intent has changed too. It's kind of changed its game plan. Yeah, because the I last mean, couple, yeah. there's been almost like an arbiter, like a, a as we a crypto keeper, as we say. <laughs> um, whereas the beginning, it just kind of found its way to these people, as opposed to like having someone almost deliver it. Because like there was a, kind of the similar thing in the casino. Uh, I'm yeah. still laughing uh, at crypto. The, the rock keeper, <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, that's, that's very good. Um, so, but yeah, yeah no, I, I, cool. I, I, I like to think that it's just like the writers have total freedom and are choosing to have different motivations and different intent, it and it's getting way. more complicated as more writers take over that task. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like putting their own spin on it. It's interesting um, too because it doesn't necessarily get complicated until you try to fit it into the other stories. Yeah, mm. exactly. Until you try to give it rules, right? Like oh, that it, ha- it, it makes its own rules. Or the you're just Jeff Lemire and you do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, <laughs> and it was awesome. We didn't even really talk about that one. That yeah, one's that really one was... in the future. Yeah, yeah. It was wild. But it was the same kind of thing. It was actually closer to this one than the others. 
it was just kind of like I need this. Like this is it was like a longing almost where they like mm. no one else could have it. Yeah. But that's I want an issue where it's up on eBay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit would be. Yeah. That'd be pretty funny. They As a cursed, a cursed coin, coin. specifically. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. um. Annabelle. Fuck. There's like that. Yeah, there's also that Joe Hill book where the dude buys a ghost online. <laughs> oh yeah. And it does not go well. <laughs> there is a whole like subsection of eBay of haunted objects. Yeah. Heart shaped box. That's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good book. By the way. Speaking of good books. Ooh, look at that picture. Hey. Do we have more of them? I'm sure we do. Let's talk about something completely different in tone, um, <laughs> content, and pretty much everything else. Um, except for dead ass. Anyway, uh, Nightwing 88 <laughs> by Tom Taylor, Bruno Redondo, and Adriana Lucas. Um, so we kind of get... We're kind of moving towards the full-on... Okay, now um, Dick Grayson is in the, the the fold. He's exposed. He's the the benefactor of all these great programs that are going to go on in Bloodhaven. So he's <laughs> it's gotten to the point where Nightwing is more the secret identity. He's so he's like going about town doing his normal shit as Nightwing because that's less con- um it's draws less attention than being Dis- Dick Grayson, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> Turns out, if you uh, say you're going to give billions of dollars away. Uh, yeah, people want you dead, and also people want to your attention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here's like today's the day he's gonna announce his big conference. We there's the um, there's the tent town where all the orphan kids were living, and his first major initiative is basically building that based on the needs of the kids there to make sure they all have homes, and just revamping all of that to make sure they have you know basic human services, you know that little thing. Yeah, it's almost like um, housing the homeless is cheaper than addressing the problem in carceral ways. Maybe. Well, you know, we have a few books that's to cover that. <laughs> um, so naturally, since he's going to do that, Blockbuster's like, yo, I'm going to kill that motherfucker. <laughs> um, so that's kind of the setup for the book. Uh, I think immediately when I was reading this, I texted, holy shit, Nightwing's dog is called Bitewing, and that's fucking adorable. That well, is her, great. Her real name is Haley, but her her secret her name secret is ID Bitewing. is Bitewing, and it's fucking <laughs> awesome. I also would have accepted Bark Kent. Ooh, uh, solid. I don't think she can fly. I though. like that one so much more. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. I love it. That should be Astro's name. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, that's his. That's his secret identity. Is Bart oh my Kent. god! That's his, yeah. When he's not wearing the cape, Astro's called Bart Kent. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> anyway, so basically, uh, Barb was like, "Yo, like, you know, you're gonna get fucking shot at, right? Like, don't do this." <laughs> like, he, he's like, "No, but I, but I have to." So immediately, we cut to the press conference, and there's multiple snipers because, <laughs> of course, there are. Because, of course, yeah. But since Barbara is very smart at all of this, she has called the Titans, and they just immediately start fucking shit up. <laughs> uh, they you know, they yeah. waste zero time. Zero time. Um, they catch the one, and like, yo, they always partner, and then one of the dudes gets a shot off, but like, is immediate. But um, Wally comes in and rescues Dick, and is just like, yo, hey, we're here to save you. He's like, what? What do you guys do? He's like, no, we're all here, man. Uh, Barbara called us. He's like, uh, of course, of course she did. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> That's that that makes sense. So we get some great like team dynamic of all of the Titans. Um, you know, we get a Beast Boy panel of him just flying around. Um, Starfire. Uh, shit, I can't remember her. Dina, right? 
Wally, I think, and uh, and they're all being coordinated by Mr. Terrific. And he's it's just like hanging out. It's like, yeah, we're just gonna keep you safe, you know, no big deal. So he just gets whisked away from this press conference. Everyone's like, what? Where the where the fuck did he go? And then um, Mr. Terrific gives him a new like bulletproof suit. And he just immediately shows back up and just starts beating the shit out of everybody as Nightwing. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's cool. You know, Dick goes out, Nightwing comes in. No one's going to connect those dots. No one will ever <laughs> connect those dots. See, the the thing is, like, Wally, when they're like, well, why why are you giving me this suit? And Wally's like, well, you know, I'm your friend. We have vested interest in keeping you alive. He's like, yeah, but the suit has sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of little jokes in there, and he's like, yeah, we're working on, like, making it bulletproof, and, like, he's like, yeah, and your face has the inbuilt defense of being too pretty for anyone to shoot at. I liked when it went to, like, chibi art for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's great. Like, you have, like, it's good to kind of, you're seeing the light heart, like, again, yeah, you're seeing the light side of Nightwing while they're, the other half of this book is tackling and addressing what rich people should do for their money to help people. So it's a great it's a great balance in this book. Um, great action as per usual. So we get the whole Titan team, even Raven. Uh, we got Cyborg. Like everyone shows up to 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 fight just regular goons. Like they're not even super powered goons. Like they're just regular goons, and they just beat the snot out of them. But they do ruin Blockbuster's plan, which is great. Um, he gets, but so he's he's pretty mad about that. We got a nice splash page about you know we can do everything because the Titans are together. So really, it was a it was a nice moment. Good, good Titans together, always. Yeah, it's, it's great. Always <laughs> love a good Titans together. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't have the same ring to it, but it's it's solid. <laughs> what is Avengers Assemble? Or just like I feel like there needs to be there's some there's something missing. It's too Titan- similar. Titans loosely gather up. <laughs> Titans are near each other <laughs> closely. I don't know. There's something, something missing. Titans anyway. adjacent. <laughs> Lazily gather together. Um, I like how the immediately after that pop over just teleport into Blockbuster's office. Like, bro, what the fuck, man? Uh, we're all here. If you take another shot at this dude again, we're coming for you because we know it was you. So check yourself. Uh, whole town, Dick specifically, under the Titans protection. Bloodhaven under the Titans protection. So you better, better get the fuck out of here. Um, then we cut to the other sniper that we haven't really seen much of, and the the new like heart villain guy that we've met. Heartless. Heartless is there, um there is. caught him, and it's just like. Who do you work for? I need to know. And he immediately spills the guts. And he's like, cool. Thanks, bud. He's like, yeah. I was like, you gonna let me go? He's like, no. And just just rips his heart out. He's like, yeah, all right. And that was the end of that. And he's like, oh, poor guy. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Like, it's a. this is such an interesting book. Because, like, you have that lighthearted, fun Titans Nightwing angle. But, like, the rest of this book is fucking brutal. Like, it's... You got this heartless dude walking around just ripping people's hearts out with his heart-sucking gun. You have the whole... Homeless children. The social issues part of this, like, where he's, like, Tom Taylor's talking about, like, 
the age-old question, why doesn't Bruce ever use his money for this bullshit? Like, so, like, addressing all of that in between writing, like, this excellent Nightwing, Barbara, Titans character. And it's, it's such a great book. This is, like, this felt like a quintessential, like, Nightwing issue. At least for this particular run. Really enjoyed it. And it's very pretty. Gotta mm-hmm. give some credit out there. No, the art is God. very pretty. Fucking gorgeous. So it's uh it's kind of fun to see him expand and kind of play with all these characters too. So now we're gonna have, you know, a little bit of a whole team going on as they <laughs> try to crush these villains. So it's uh yeah, definitely worth reading if you aren't already. I know we talked about a few issues, so check this shit out. Fuck yeah. Well, speaking of check the shit out, Catwoman has a new creative team. And it fucking rules. Uh, it's Catwoman 39 by Teeny Howard, Nico Leon, and Jordi Belair, which is a fucking incredible team. Yeah. This is coming uh, off a stellar fucking Ron V run, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's 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 all killer, no filler for fucking Catwoman right now. Yeah. Um, but this is decidedly more yassification than it already was. There this is book a, looks amazing. Yeah, there is uh-huh. a significant tone shift from literally the first word. In, in yeah. a good, like, it's very unique and new in a good, like, it's it's telling a different story than than Rom was, and it's it's great from the jump. Yeah. I wasn't it's, familiar it, with the artist. Yeah, no, me neither, and uh, they fucking killed it. Yeah, it's um, great. And Jordi Belair continues to be one of my favorite colorists. The lighting yeah. in this book yeah, is just to- significant. Yeah. Most of yeah. this book takes place at a strip club, and it's glowing. Like, it's yeah. just, yeah, like... And, and half the people are shadows. <laughs> <laughs> I love but the lighting on Catwoman's suit in this yeah. too. It just yep. it has mm-hmm. that that like p- that pleather like the lighting leather. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah. looks so good. Um. So so we open up on a gathering of all the mob bosses in Gotham. Uh, like all the all the heavy hitters are t- meeting up at the strip club to have. You know, a private <laughs> the meeting. The non-Batman rogues gallery criminals. Exactly. Well, the, all, the actual, the actual, the uh, actual like, criminals. crime bosses. Yeah. Back from when um, Catwoman was a crime kingpin. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So there's a uh, Finbar Sullivan. He's kind of got like the boxing and the the betting empire. Um. So like high do- high dollars bets and stakes. There's a uh, Draco's Ibanesco who does like the. He, he do- isn't doing human trafficking anymore because his wife asked him to stop. Because his very young wife asked him nicely to stop. And, and not even because she gives a shit. It's because they can make money other ways. Um, there's, yeah, uh, they're Fredri- more legit, quote unquote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rodrigo Tommaso is kind of like the last vestiges of the Falcone gang. Uh, and then we have Aiko Heisigawa. Um, who is a very interesting character that we'll get to later. Yeah, sure. Um, so they're all they're all meeting up, and the the condescension towards the sex workers in this first little bit is is uh, palpable because like the ladies are bringing drinks and just like ah oh, yeah you know it's, we're so glad that Aiko can appreciate the the beauty of the the female form so you know we can have our meeting here. Uh, she's smart enough to appreciate the gift of a beautiful woman's company. So it's like, okay, all right. Like, fuck, fuck you. You guys are just sleaze yeah. bags. <laughs> oh yeah, and then they're just they're just talking shit to all the all the girls. Uh, and the you know like the the um the strippers are coming up and they're like, okay, give me your weapons. And they're like, uh, like no, these are the rules of engagement. Like, 
give me your weapons and they're like oh yeah smart girl like you know you know how you ever read any sun tzu ha 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 um <laughs> jesus fucking assholes yeah, uh, but dude, yeah, the there's a really so good this part <laughs> in particular really sets the tone and what we're like two pages in oh yeah now gentlemen if we may have a drink and not be distracted by the flesh on display let's begin and then there's yeah. an also, editor's note also gross yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, but Just that then there's an editor's Ugh. note that says, I know Iko is in the meeting. You know Iko is there. But if I had a dollar for every time I'd been addressed in a room of as gentlemen or guys as though uh, no woman were president or present, then it says the femme in the, from this book. Yeah, so, that's, um, yeah, kind of yeah, se- sets the woo! tone pretty, pretty early. Fuck yeah, it does. Um, yeah, that's that is that is real as fuck, and I was just like, I think I love this. Um, yeah. So yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they there's a big splash page of the actual like club, and uh, I love this one line too. It says, uh, "If there wasn't a girl up here dancing for all of them, and nine more waiting in the wings, they'd throw a fit and burn this place to the ground." Um, but the fact that one's so, up here, no one's even gonna fucking look because they're not they paying expect. attention to yep. anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're like. You know, if there wasn't one up here, they, they'd, you know, notice unless they, they wouldn't even notice them if they were in their lap, primping and pouting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so she uses that to her advantage and is the stripper on stage. It's fucking brilliant. Um, so she starts to break up the party, but uh, then we cut back to one week previous and she's, she's realizing that like, you know, like Alleytown is at risk, not because of like people like mugging on the street and like small crime. It's these big fucking criminals. So she's like, I'm going to take them down because, you know, like really got to hit crime where it's actually hitting us, you know? Um, so she goes to a yacht. Uh, <laughs> she's, yeah, basically she says, uh, they don't, they don't care about my neighborhood. They want Gotham, and then they want the world. And one of them, I made a move on and then never called again. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first time that Selena is canonically bi? Or has it just been... I, th- I, I think know. she's just been queer... I think I'm she's been sure. queer-coded for forever. But, it, This yeah. is one of those things I read, and it I literally think she... didn't even phase me. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I think she... Yeah, exactly. I think she kissed someone earlier, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. It. it I. You know. So it, it's one of those things that we we've, we've been new, sis. But yeah. Like, exactly. Right. They're saying it, so that's fun. Um, There's a story around it now. There's history. Exactly. There's actual yeah. proof. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah. So this this one's personal. So she goes to Iko's uh, uh, yacht, and Iko immediately pulls a gun on her. She like she gets out of the water and goes into her bathroom and starts like drying her hair. Yeah, this not even trying that. to hide. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like so. Of course, Iko comes in like guns drawn, um, and basically she's like, "Yo, give me some info on these fuckers." And she's like, "Why would I tell you anything?" Like, and she's like, "Well, because we have history." And, so, and then she like throws a knife at her and like it like cuts off her bangs and sticks into the wall. And she's like, "Okay, uh, I hear you." Um, so basically, while they're fighting, um, she basically says like. Like, oh, uh, you can schmooze your way in from the Trixie like every other one of those powerless pretty girls. And she's like, I, okay, Kay. I hear you. That's an, it's an insult, but really you're giving me intel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're telling me where all these, these fucking organized crime bosses are getting their girlfriends. Um, so yeah, so we find out that it's the, the, the Trixie, a.k.a. Miss Trixie's boarding house for wayward <laughs> girls. 
Uh, <laughs> Dude, this shit is awesome. This <laughs> yeah, whole so, scene so, was so great. Oh my god, it's so good. And so yeah, it used to be like, you know, like a place for like, you know, mistresses. It is a place where like like you could like stash your side piece because like the rent was affordable and it was only single women that well, lived there. Well, it used to be for single women looking for husbands and it was nice, but now it's where they stashed their side pieces. Well, yeah, so, well, it says, rumor has it one of the wise guys came in to see his girl one night and the old lady at the desk gave him lips, so he, uh, so he bought the building. Yeah, so now it's just <laughs> nice. where all the mob so it, bosses mm, keep their side pieces. Exactly. Great. Um, so, yeah, so, so a she containment just... unit, so to speak. <laughs> oh, it, keeps, oh. it keeps coming up. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so she, she, like, goes there and finds, like, a room that's, like, been, like, ventilated. Like, it's, like, off limits. Yeah, whole floor is off limits. She's like, perfect. Oh, yeah. So she just, (laughs) you know, she's like, "Eh." came back later, brought my stuff, moved in. Um, So she's just living in this, like, empty apartment in the building where all the mob bosses keep their their girlfriends. (laughs) Great. Um, And as she's hanging out there, there's, like, a gorgeous, expensive alien cat? I can this only describe it as an alien cat. Man. It's, I don't uh, know what the fuck's going on here. Gorgeous is an understatement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's literally glowing. It's sparkling It's got, glowing. like, stars uh, in it. Yeah. yeah. It's like looking at um, a galaxy of fur. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like, yeah she, like, she looks expensive. So, she's like... <laughs> Does it have a like, diamond yeah. around its neck? Yes, oh, it yeah. yeah. Um, she's like, yeah, you didn't get here on the ninth floor by accident. Who put you here? Yeah, where the and fuck did you come from? For all I know, that cat could teleport. I... <laughs> or it's a flirting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta be careful if nice. it is. Wrong um, universe. Yeah. But yeah, as as she's like trying to discern where this came from, the answer presents itself in the form of a dude who's clearly some so, in some type of like um it, galler like He walked right out of a Final Fantasy game. Oh, he yeah, looks sure. like but he looks one. like he's cosplaying Ghostmaker though. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> it's like um it's like if he was cosplaying Ghostmaker, but like just couldn't get over his like um final fantasy obsession like, mm-hmm. there's a little bit dude. of daredevil in there too the yeah i thought but, it, but, i but thought like, it was Ghostmaker. Tren- i'm like wait the trench no. trench coat with the rolled up sleeves is very spike spiegel of them so like yeah, like, yeah i see where got, he's coming from with the final fantasy yeah it's thing. got like, um, like dude the freaking fur coat thing and just like yeah, yeah the and the boots vibe. it's got yeah, the, the big boots. clunky yeah. shoes like if one of his uh-huh. pant legs was shorter than the other out like i would fucking sold it he has a sword that is other many swords yeah or a gun it's a sword and a gun somehow or he's got a giant key you know, yeah, we might as well just go right there. Somehow he pulls yeah. a sword out that's 14 feet long. Yeah. He's a key in clown shoes. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to vaguely this? reference every Square Enix property from Chrono <laughs> <laughs> Trigger. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the only one we didn't touch, I think. That's it. Oh, man. That's fucking but yeah, awesome. so, so this guy turns out to be uh, from like a. Like a, a Den of Thieves, uh, an international like thieves guild, and he's he has given her the cat because he's like, oh well, you know, we stole that and uh, <laughs> thought you'd appreciate it. And she's like, are you trying to fucking recruit me to some international bullshit with a cat? And he's like, it's working though. Uh- <laughs> I love the little panel of the cat cleaning himself with a with like a first place ribbon. 
I just want to say PSA, we were not we were we're not uh ragging on the character's design in this book. No, no, no. no. Oh I yeah. Mean, we're trying it to rules. describe it. It's actually it it's fucking great. Rules. But yeah. like that, I yeah. immediately was transported to a very specific place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz the, the the art direction of this book is fantastic. I, yeah, I want yeah, yeah, no, to no, stay no, on yeah, that. Sorry. No, no, yeah. Good, Good clarification. No, no hate whatsoever. No, not at all. Um but yeah, so so this mysterious guy just kind of like Gets her, gets her intrigued, and then just vanishes into the night. They have a nice little rooftop fight and uh, a, a dance kind of... fight. Exactly. It, yeah, that's how I read. I it. love this Catwoman costume. Oh, God. specifically yeah. the ears have like mm-hmm. character. Like yeah. sometimes one of them's up and one of them's down, and like they they're yeah. not. Kind when she's of... pissed, they go down. Like it's great. yeah. I love. It. I like that it's um, not one piece because it feels so much more practical. Yes. You know, I it feels can like she confirm. Can actually move. God yeah, you forbid, I mean? if she has to pee in the middle of fighting crime, she has to get fully nude. I don't think Maybe. so. Also, the, the armpits are exposed, which yeah. seems like a good choice because pleather doesn't really breathe. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It just seems way more practical. Maybe don't uh, pee right any- in the middle of fighting crime. <laughs> as any woman who, as any woman who's worn a romper to a bar knows, it is a bad choice two beers in and then you're just like i have to go get fully nude in the bathroom now this is great this is a fun time (laughs) (laughs) yeah it sucks you never thought of course i would never fucking think about that but But i've thought about it i go like how do you how do y'all pee like what happens in there that is uncomfortably quickly i would imagine quickly is the operative word (laughs) no no honestly it's slowly because it's a whole process it's a whole i just want you do it as quickly as possible because you're in a very exposed position Yes. One one time I made the mistake of wearing like a like a a flowy like caftan over a romper and it was just like I don't know I I didn't think this through. This yeah, I'm just going to go th- home now. Yeah, that that's why there's that little <laughs> coat hook on the inside of the stall door. That's where yeah, I put my pants. Yeah, it's just to put all poop. of my clothing. Yeah. <laughs> you need a whole you need a whole coat rack in that sense. I do at that point. Yeah, I think I flipped it over the door. It's I was to, just like it's, fuck it. It's to it's to it's to hook up your clown clown makeup and your wig dude if you because that's what you get for wearing a romper you put that over the door and someone walks in and she's like girl i did that last week or someone just grabs it and runs out of the room that's fucked up now you're fucked (laughs) now what are you gonna do luckily luckily my sisters at uh, t-moms did not pull that one on Mm. me uh (laughs) in that particular instance that's when you just got to do a makeshift mummy costume that's all you got left It was awesome. Halloween, actually. Now that I'm thinking about oh, a specific instance, perfect. Sexy mummy, perfect. But like, sexy. It's mummy. like <laughs> bar, it's also cold, guys. bar <laughs> toilet paper. So it's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's, half it's wet mummy. <laughs> 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 yeah, you cannot get that wet. You're yeah, no. <laughs> it will disintegrate. It, <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's the hammer mummy where he goes into the mud. All right, all right. Enough <laughs> about the costume. All right. Fuck. Anywho, um, so yeah, so so she goes about her day living in the uh, the Trixie, uh, you know, boarding house, and she starts just she just like she goes to the spa and the salon and the yoga studio and just like happens to run into every like gets wife and girlfriend. Needs. Yeah, she yeah. gets all the info because she's like these guys are so careful about all the shit that they do, but they don't think twice about their women. No, because of so, course not. 
Yeah, of course not. So she's just, she's literally just sitting next to them at the nail salon listening to, like, Tommaso's wife and how worried she is about what whatever. And then, like, uh, the, the debutante 22-year-old new wife of Draco and how, like, why they aren't doing the human trafficking anymore. And, like, yeah, it's it's all just, it's all it's right It's like there. all the um, brothels throughout important key events in history. They exactly. always have the best information. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly, because nobody thinks. Nobody thinks that, you know, like, uh, dudes talk too much when they're horny, and uh, <laughs> everyone forgets that women exist, uh, conveniently, in Catwoman's case this time. Um, yeah, so then we cut it, yeah. back, yeah, <laughs> so so we cut back to the uh, the strip club, uh, where all hell is broken loose because Catwoman has uh, revealed herself to be the, uh, the stripper, which fucking rules. She's also wearing, like, Fuck you heels. Dude. And love like it. I if her costume wasn't yassified enough, like just they, they gave her fuck you heels. And, then and her like, just like hanging on this casually, giving this fucking speech about everything's going on in that particular position. It's like, yo, fucking get it. <sighs> yeah, just get like it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yas queen. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking this crazy. whole book is Yas Queen. Um But yeah, so So she basically tells them, like, get the fuck out of Alleytown, get the fuck out of Gotham, and like I, I've got your fucking number and like I have the blackmail and I will send letters to your wives and tell them everything mm-hmm. they don't want to hear uh, you know if you don't get the fuck out of and as she's giving this speech a fucking black mask shows up and she's like, oh, I didn't, oh, oh, I didn't anticipate this shit. motherfucker. Yeah, uh, this this is the wild card, the rogue piece of the puzzle. Um, <laughs> turns out he was just late. Like he just doesn't like being on time. <laughs> Fucking asshole. I always um, love so a just, good like, name logo reveal. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. love the yep. lettering. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he starts like shooting up the place and immediately like butts her with the barrel of his like big fuck you gun. I think it's like an actually like a Tommy gun. Like how impractical to have a literal yeah, Tommy right? gun, but That's sure. A good yeah. point. Um, what a Dick it's, Tracy it's, move. Like yeah. yeah, it's 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 for aesthetic purposes like, only. What are yeah. you, um, prune face? He's <laughs> wearing a white suit, so he needs a Tommy gun. I think this exactly. comes, it comes with the suit. Yep. Um so so she's kind of like incapacitated for a second and and she's like kind of fucked and she she tells like the two sex workers to leave. She's like, "Yeah, like Christy Jasmine get the fuck out of here." And they're like, "We're not going anywhere." And as he like starts to grab Selena, <laughs> the two girls like jump off the pole with Dude, each other and they're like, "Don't awesome. touch the fucking girls." And <laughs> yeah. it's like, they just fucking kick him in the face." No touching. <laughs> yeah. No touching. <laughs> uh. Just uh, chills, chills from the the yassification of this book. It's uh, it's just so good. Um, so then she just fucking she grabs both of their hands and just like, all right, we gotta fucking yeah, go. We gotta and they're like, go now. I, I love, love how her like, ears perk up in that moment too when they yep. when they jump off the. <laughs> I love the expressiveness of this of this oh, costume so design. And like as they're trying to fuck fuck up Black Mask, they're like, we don't need anyone to save us. And she's like, uh, you're, cr- I absolutely feminist side of me wants to be with you on this, but you're actively being shot at. We gotta fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, but like, hold, like back, look, I back love the energy you're bringing to the table, but we have to GTFO. It's like, listen, <laughs> this guy made my sister eat her husband, so yeah. we gotta go. <laughs> yeah. These other the other four, fine. This dude is bad fucking news. We gotta go. Uh huh. This dude's yeah, fucked and then, up. So so they're they're betting on Black Mask to keep her in line. So like that's like she realizes that he's the whole reason he's involved. It's like oh okay yeah sure. He's, but, yeah like, he's the only one that is sadistic enough to do the shit 
that they all fucking brag about. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, so basically she has her internal monologue kind of like going, going about like how she's going to deal with this shit. And she, she gets back to her apartment to find yet another gift, um, from, uh, I forget, was it, was it the- Valmont. That's that's mm-hmm. the guy's name. The 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 thieves guild. That's the Final Fantasy thieves guild. That is hundred percent a Final Fantasy name. hundred yes, percent. I'm telling you, he's Final Fantasy Ghostmaker, dude. I'm telling yeah. you, like, oh, it's so good. And if, it feels <laughs> very Teeny Howard to to inter- inject some Square Enix vibe. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a, a turn-based uh, Ghostmaker. Yeah, no. <laughs> he fits. He fits perfectly in a Catwoman book. Oh, it, totally. Specifically, but this yeah, one, obviously. But but he says, I apologize. You requested no gifts, but I'm certain you would not have left this behind if you hadn't had lives to save. And for that, you deserve it twice as much. In admiration, Valmont. And it's the briefcase where all the ladies were taking their like weapons yeah so it's every crime boss's like signature weapon all in like one briefcase and she's like hmm this is this is nice this is and, and she says like specifically she's like you know uh, the kind of gift that a woman really wants uh should have a sacrifice and it should be freeing empowering and, and that gift should scare you and power always fits uh and now and yeah. she's got a cat you got a key cat. <laughs> that looks She's like it may have a, a galaxy in its fur. Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Fuck. I just, I can't, I can't get over how much I loved this fucking issue. Guys. So, so the, the Final Fantasy guy gave her a briefcase full of in-game rare items. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he really did. He really did. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Which also means my man was actively keeping an eye on her and was at the fucking club. Oh yeah, he knew what was up. And yeah. he like, bought he all the DLC. Jesus. God <laughs> oh, damn it. Jesus Christ. Just gonna keep going. And I, I you know, to to break your streak of Square Enix jokes, <laughs> uh I I do I do love any book where the sex workers that were supposed to just be the background characters are given the spotlight. Yes. In a way that like gives them like autonomy and personality and they're not like the whole point of this book was they were supposed to be the background characters that the mob bosses did not pay attention to actively yeah. and then that she used that against them and still um, yeah and stepped up in a moment where maybe they wouldn't have exactly because, yeah. and yeah and like like selena learned their names like she's friends with them like she's protecting them they were almost it's like part like, of her, her crew in a way because it's like yeah yeah you, yeah you're gonna have to bleach your hair change your name so you can go to another club because this motherfucker is going to be looking for you like, <laughs> just actively but yeah i hope they show back up that'd be fucking sick like I hope the, they, they become, become like one of her strays yeah i think it'd be, it'd be great nice oh that'd be awesome i hope so fingers crossed so yeah great hopping on point if you haven't been reading catwoman you should Absolute. have been reading catwoman already but great hopping on point. yeah you were. really don't need to know what's been going on other than yeah. like she took over Alleytown. That's pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> I also really like her t-shirt in this last page. Oh, what Which is one it? was it? It's like a wide-eyed cat with like a bunch of treasure. Oh, it's like a Ghibli cat. Yeah. It's a total Ghibli cat. It's, it's the cat from Trigun to continue our... <laughs> Jesus. Ja- Japanese-themed... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this right. book is great. The art is just phenomenal. Like, the yeah. layout, oh, design, the lighting, everything. It's great. Well... To move on to a book that I, I'm like, there's no final. I don't. I, I can't think of a Final Fantasy thing anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm all. That's probably for the best. Yeah, probably. 
<laughs> we really squared that, Enix. Uh, <laughs> All right. We've exhausted it. My my book is uh, Death of There's Dr. There's not enough mana to make that joke oh. anymore. No. Nope. Yeah, Sorry. 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 <laughs> my book is Death of Dr. Strange. Um, and then it's uh, the one-shot X-Men and Black Knight. Um, so this book is essentially just a sequel to Simon Spurrier's Black Knight uh, book. And it's written by Simon, uh, Simon Spurrier, uh, Bob, Bob Quinn on the art, and Israel Silva on the colors. Um, so yeah, uh, they just kind of let Spurrier do a continuation of the Curse of the Ebony Blade miniseries, which I did talk about on here, um, where Black Knight found his daughter. And now they're both Black Knights. So <laughs> this this book um, starts with uh, Dane uh, using a scrying and witnessing a flashback of the X-Men in uh, New York um, during Doctor Strange dying. And uh, there's... Uh, Zombies? They're zombies. Demons. I don't know. They're they're invading and um literally all hell is breaking yeah. loose in the most literal sense. All manner of hell is breaking loose. There's there's like a black vortex with red lightning shooting through it, kind of consuming New York. And um So yeah, Dane is like having like scrying, so he's like, you know, witnessing this um in his throne that he built. And, um, of skulls. Right. His throne of skulls. Well, and ebony objects. Sure. But there's also skulls in there. It's fucking cool. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so the, all the, the X-Men, uh, like got sucked into this, this other dimension. Um, and he's like, what, what is causing this? And then he gets a flat, he gets a, like a, a flash of Doctor Strange being stabbed and dying. So he's like, oh, that's not good. Doctor Strange is dead. Um, F in the chat for Doctor Strange. Sad. <laughs> and then uh, we go to... Um, he's like, sword, this is Siege, do you copy? And he's like, of course I bloody heard you. Uh, and it's his daughter, uh, Jackie. Um, he's like, you only wanted to use code names because I won't call you dad. I was like, damn. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> F in the chat for Dave. Oh. <laughs> yeah, boy is dead. <laughs> but so this is Jackie's first official mission as Black Knight. Um so she's on uh one of their cloned Pegasuses and uh Pegasi? Sure. <laughs> I think the plural of Pegasus is Pegasus. It's like yeah, that's, that seems right. That feels right. It's like deer. Pegasus. <laughs> yeah. Or moose. Pegasus. Uh, Good God. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so she's going to go figure out what happened to the X-Men. Well, Dane keeps getting um, like scrying flashes. And this time it goes back to the first time Excalibur was ever pulled from the stone. Or, well, I mean, I, I, well, okay, it's Excalibur, I guess, but they, that's not the sword in the stone sometimes, right? 
I don't know. Yeah, I always I always get I that it was. mixed up because no. the sword and the, the sword and the stone is what made him king, but Excalibur was given him from the Lady in the Lake, right? Yes. Yeah. That's not the same sword. I don't think they're old. I don't know if there's any time that the myth ever collides and they're the same thing, but I don't know. Anyway, um we get we see Arthur and uh Merlin and uh the bl- same black vortex that is appearing like appeared with the X-Men and um turn it, it, uh Arthur says that it, ha- it it started to occur once he took the sword out of the stone um so they think that the Excalibur is like a mag- like a like drawing evil uh and it's uh, we find out that the the other dimension is um, like a kind of an offshoot of Otherworld, but it's just pure evil. And Merlin has kept it trapped by creating a binding spell and passing that spell down to every Sorcerer Supreme. And now that Doctor Strange is dead, there is no one to keep up the binding spell, so it's now free. Uh... And it's called the hung. Damn. It's called the Hungry Land. So I imagine there's a lot of hippos in there, just <laughs> just waiting to go the ham. Hungry, hungry, hungry land. <laughs> uh, now, now, do you think this has anything to do with, uh, like, all the different other world, like, like Blight Spoke? I think was the one that the X Men were talking about, where it's like everything that's ever like failed goes there it's like all all the dead things and oh, shit the like different territories so this, of otherworld yeah different territories of otherworld so is this like that like cuz merlin has a territory in otherworld that's like you know his i forget which one his was but like i don't know he says I, it's I, I, denied just... birth in otherworld so maybe it's like uh something that they that was part of otherworld that they like siphoned off and that makes kept... sense yeah i could see that yeah i don't know maybe um, but then we, we get to see it's a effect on New York and the X-Men and they're just turned into horrible demon X-Men. They look pretty oh. cool though. Uh, Polaris, I'm a big fan of Polaris's design. You got like chains and stuff on her. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her and Wolverine. I do not want to fuck with those, those dudes. The, the, those are bad Wolverine's dudes. Wolverine's got, got like a very, a very age of apocalypse kind of a vibe. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Even more demented. Yeah. And Wolverine's got this like nasty ass looking sword. Mm-hmm. Why would he need a sword? She, but. Because why the fuck not? It looks dope. As oh, hell. it's, it's that Wolverine. Laura. Yeah. 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 Also, but I always, I always laugh when they give Wolverine a sword. Like what, what are the. What does a Wolverine why, why need with a sword? Why not? Incarnation also just Especially Lara. Lara's got two in her feet, too. Mm. Like <laughs> You can never have enough swords. I guess. Know? I also think it's funny because Jackie is like, I've been a, I've been a, a club member of X-Fanatics since I was nine. Nothing messes with the X-Men and survives. <laughs> it's like, because she's just like an X-Men fanboy, which is great. <laughs> Who isn't at this point, right? I mean, yes, we certainly all are. Uh, so she goes into the, um, the hungry world and, uh, meets Faza, who is, uh, the wielder of Excalibur. I think she's an old 
Black Knight character, but I don't remember. Um, but she thinks that Jackie is Dane, so she she's like, uh, like uh, trying to understand why they're they're different. And it's like, oh, I thought the British accent suits the knightly idiom better, and I have a cold. <laughs> So she's just lying and like trying and trying to pretend that she's Dane. <laughs> and then they mentioned that the the world didn't just like twist the X-Men and the demons, it overwrote their whole history. And so there's a data page about uh the Hungry Court, which is just their new backstories and the lore about each member of the, the demon X-Men. Which is which is pretty cool. Dang. Um, and then they meet Necromon, who is, he's, he's a big, I love that Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> kind of looks like a big Mothman. Looks fucking He's got Mothman eyes. And you know what, you know what this reminds me of? This is, this is like the aesthetic. Uh, I don't want to say this as, in a condescending way, because I do really like this book. The aesthetic of like Dark Knight's death metal, what it wishes it could be. Because hmm. th- those books. You know, not a fan of those, but these, like, this is like the cool this is version. What, this is what we wanted. It, yeah, it's, this it's, is what we wanted out of Dark Knight. It's, it's like if death metal wasn't trying quite so hard. Exactly. It's a little bit like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they call Necromon the hungry shade of a dead god. Um, and uh, it, so Jackie is becoming more and more, uh, hubristic and like uh kind of mean and um she's like i can take i can take this solo uh, i'm just gonna go fight the god myself and uh she like goes up and um i think it's the cyclops one just uh blasts the pegasus to smithereens <laughs> dang so dane the whole time is kind of telling her to, you know, trust Faza and listen to what she says and, like, you know, get help, and she won't listen to him. And then, so we, we go into this whole thing where uh, essentially what Dane learns is that Excalibur didn't cause the Hungry World to appear. It was the, the stone that the sword was in, and that, that stone, like, draws evil. It's like a magnet for evil. And, um, that is what the ebony objects came out of. Merlin used that to create the ebony blade. So that, so the blade is kind of like an evil magnet, and that's why it's affecting Jackie emotionally like that, and that's why it feeds on uh, negative emotions, like we learned from the miniseries, and like all. Um, so you know, it's a it's a bad vibe sword, and it's just <laughs> continues to be a, bad vibe. Continues only. to be a bad vibe sword. <laughs> <laughs> Bad vibes. <only. laughs> I need that. T-shirt. And uh, Merlin Same. decided to. Merlin was greedy and wanted to keep Excalibur and wanted to forge the ebony weapons out of the sword or the stone, as opposed to, you know, putting the sword back in the stone and keeping them just apart. Fixing all, yeah, of the fixing problems. all of it. He just was like, <laughs> yeah, let's create this binding spell, and you know, it'll be fine. Just um, Merlin, what a dick. Yeah, always. Always a dick. So they keep trying to uh, fight Necromon, and it's not working. Um, 
But then uh, Jackie kind of, she's like becoming more and more demonic as it goes on, but she kind of snaps out of it. And uh, Dane's like, listen, I'm sorry for <laughs> backseat driving. He's just backseat black knighting. Um, but it's like, <laughs> I, I have one plan, but you're not going to like it. Um, so Faza like goes to stab with Excalibur and she jumps in front of it and she gets stabbed with Excalibur instead and it, uh, it like causes a reaction like when Excalibur went into the stone. So it turns out that the two magnets, when they like, Excalibur is like the second part of it. So when they hit each other, they repel the hungry world. So then they go fight Sink and Rogue because of their uh, power abilities to, like, you know, uh, absorb powers. And then they, they have them absorb the, the uh, magnet swords and then wipe everybody clear. And, that's, and then they, they do it. They save the day. And I thought that was a very clever uh, way to go about it. I wasn't sure how they were going to wrap the story up like with that. But, and it's funny because Jackie is just uh, stuck with Excalibur in her for the rest of the issue. She's like, I'm just going to go home. Okay, bye. <laughs> just yeah. impaled with a sword. Yeah. It's like, I guess great. this is mine now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is mine now. And then, uh, so uh, it ends with the X Men going away in the in the Quinjet, and they're like, "Should we should we tell her?" It's like, "No, let's wait uh, until her life's a little calmer uh, to tell her she's a mutant." Like, "Oh yeah, oh because because uh, Superior Superior is gonna write um, Legionnaire, so I think maybe we'll be seeing Jackie again in uh, an X book, which would be dope. And I love that the yeah. the way he kind of bridged all the things he's currently been writing into this one book. And it was really good. I loved it. Fuck yeah. Love nice. Sizebreaker. Yes. So shout outs. Shout outs. We got there. I'm going to start with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 125 by Sophie Campbell, Pablo Tunisia. And uh, Rhonda Patterson. Um, we finally get Punk Frogs. We punk actually frog. get a lot <laughs> of frog. first appearances in this issue. Like, so if there are any speculators listening, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, this is probably going to be worth some money. <laughs> wow. I mean, fair, but wow. Backed. Backed hard. <laughs> so uh, we get like a, a couple of, we get some back, some... What am I trying to say here? We get some flashbacks of Burno Island and some revelations about the Triceratons. But uh, we also get the punk frogs jumping in and fucking Pun shit intended. up. We also get uh, um, Sheena goes to get like a hair transplant or like some sort of hair graft. Mm. And we <laughs> get... We get the first appearance of Ground Chuck, apparently. And uh, that that fucking guy is like to a T Bruce Campbell's character in Escape from LA. It's like Oh yeah, there's the also most, the bad scientist. The most possible <laughs> evil scientist ever. Yeah, we get that. <laughs> and she wants a hair choice, but I'm like, why would you go here? This is like Well, what what else what other options are there? I know, in but town? like it's like he's 
It's just so evil. He's yeah, he's Mutant. such an evil scientist. <laughs> it's so it's yeah. He's just like, excuse Mutant me, Town, as I graph these Mutant two Town people definitely, <laughs> Mutant Town definitely needs uh, better gender and species affirming care. Okay, like this is this is bad. Yeah, <laughs> I I just want she to be okay. I don't want her to have to. I want her to get it. Yeah, I, I want her I, to go through a better place than this. But like every <laughs> every kind of side side character, I, I think besides the punk frogs, I don't know if the punk frogs have really been in comics much. They're they're a Palladium Games Easter egg pull. But like every side character in here is a first appearance IDW version of something from Turtles lore. Wow. I guess yeah, I guess the, the the punk frogs even count there too. We so like this, it's just full of first appearances. We also get some uh, some more uh, story seeds about um, the the. Utrams and the Triceratons. Yeah, we get that that flashback a- stuff. But the punk frogs show up looking for a friend of theirs that they're like, we we know they're here. I'm wondering if it's the blue poison dart frog that they're looking for. Mm. Oh shit! I didn't even slightly think about that. less yeah. punk frog. Yeah, but they <laughs> end up burning down the dojo. Oh <laughs> boy. Um, uh, TMNT 1990 style. Because then Casey shows up as the, the building's burning and helps everyone get out. It's just like in the movie. It's another callback. <laughs> so there's a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of callbacks, a lot of first appearances. But yeah, hopefully... Uh, well, not hopefully. We're, we're going to get some, uh, some, <laughs> some more story out of this. We're going to get, uh, get some more conflict. More Triceratons. More Triceratons. Always more good. Utrams. More mad fucking scientists, apparently. Lots of cool shit. Wow. Team of T is just ripe with <laughs> evil scientists. I mean... I mean, it makes yeah, sense. It's fine. <laughs> I have another X-Men book, because of course, Woo! shocking no one. Uh, I've got Devil's Reign, X-Men number one by Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto. Man, I... You know, I'm not usually one for event crossovers, but I liked both of them this week. Uh... Did really good, um, interesting ways to tie them into the, the event, but also being a good X-Men story. Uh, this book is Kingpin trying to remove the mutants out of New York because they have yeah, that- Yeah, good luck with that. They have that uh, treehouse and Kingpin wants it <laughs> gone. And then the rest of the book is Emma just telling him no. Which is my favorite thing. <laughs> Shutting them down. <laughs> I love like the way Phil Noto draws Emma. Oh, it's my, it's oh, my yeah. favorite thing there, in the world. There's something about his character design of Emma. It's just fucking great. I, I, I think I'm going to go on record and say my kink is Emma Frost telling men no. <laughs> Yep. That's my king. Right there with you. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> after listening to you talk about Catwoman, I think it's just women in general telling men no. Mm, yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> but but Emma does have a way of doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this next book, I was cruising right along reading comics, and then I was like, cool, you know, it's a great week, and then I had to stop and just openly weep. Because <laughs> um, I because I read Primordial number five. You, yeah, read man. The, dude, dude, read same. the first page and started crying. You're like, I don't even know what's happening. It's just preemptive at this Jesus point. Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, we talked about it, but your Jeff, body, <laughs> Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire, Andrea Sorrentino, Dave Stewart, 
um we were just get the continuation of you know um Laika trying to get home with his with his buddy Abe Abel sorry it's just, like pain I just, and just uh... like and, Fucking, and the old you know, woman that I, sent him into space, like getting the ping and like realizing that her her girl is coming home. I was just like, "There's a lot here. I don't even want to get into the story." But like, well, the, I think the interesting Christ. takeaway is that in the last issue, all the dudes like opened fire on. I guess it was the Stasi because they were in like East Berlin or whatever. Yeah, but like, like the, it was the is the chick that sent away Leica and like the the American scientists yeah. that like were were looking at the and like. It was portrayed that she died, uh, but it turns out he died, and she lived to the ripe old age, and then finally got to realize that Laika was coming home. So I was like, that's actually really sweet, but the rest of the book just makes you want to die. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's it's one of those things, like, I I shouldn't be surprised. No, yeah, should have known. But every it's single a, it's time It's a Jeff Lemire book with a- three a- cute animals as the main character. Right. Oh, like, yeah, that's going to get sad we fast. We learned this lesson mm. with we three. And oh, every yeah. other Lemire so book. So many times. Yeah. Should have known. Should have known. But I'm nope. like, oh, maybe this one will be different. And I'm wrong every time. <laughs> just every just single looks time. at your stack of Lemire books and goes, well, did it again. Yeah, this is... Yeah, it, <laughs> he made this, some made some cute animal characters make me feel real bad about life. This probably, yeah, this is probably my favorite issue of the series so far. Yeah, it really, it really was, came man, to it was, a big culmination in this issue. Yeah, because like especially the way they took it, I'm like, okay, um, what's the rest of this book gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> so it's um very good. It almost feels like okay, the the story is like just beginning now, almost in in a weird way. Check it out if you're not reading it already, especially if you want to be sad. <laughs> if you need a good cry, I feel like we could all use a good full body cry. Good, a good cathartic. Get it, get it all My out. Man will get cry. you there. At least get you started. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He'll make you want to cry. Whatever else is inside you is going to pull yeah, it right it out. Yeah, kind of. It just opens that door for you to be vulnerable. The tears are already <laughs> there. Just yeah. unlocking them. It just unlock. It just gets rid of that pride, so you actually can comics. (laughs) All right. So top story time. Uh, Yep. Batman the Night Number One. So Batman. There's there's always something. Right off the bat, my first thought was, Mm. "Oh, good." Bruce Wayne's in therapy with Hugo Strange. This is going to end great. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder how this he is going to go. went to therapy <laughs> and it chose the worst strange. one. There's this interesting, like, connective tissue with bat books right now. One is yeah, for sure. Is Bruce and Dick finally getting fucking therapy? The second is Alfred stealing the show after Alfred's dead. Yeah. yeah, I love Alfred, that. Alfred being the voice of of reason and compassion in a in a world just filled with men wanting to punch mentally ill people. I think we're getting um, this picture of Alfred that we didn't get through these other Batman stories, really fleshing out how integral he was throughout. He's Bruce's he is life. the entire source of compassion. Like without with he's I mean, the moral compass. We, yeah, yeah. With yeah. like uh, we just read uh, Batman the Imposter and like it, in. You realize in that reality, Alfred quit, and in that reality, Bruce is fucking unhinged. Like, it's like, yeah. that dude really needed therapy, because he's, like, even worse off than- Yeah, he didn't even have anyone, <laughs> yeah. like, raising him to keep him kind and of- And exactly. in Robin and Batman, he's kind of the softer- 
He's more paternal. The Bruce is supposed to be. Yeah. 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 What is a uh, what does um, everyone think Hugo Strange's business card looks like for therapy? Um, trust me, is it, it his just says glasses? "mad scientist" on it's it. His, oh, dude, that would be good. his logo that is just his glasses. To to steal from Tobias Funke, he's the first ever an analropist. <laughs> no, it just it, it's just a blank white card. It says Hugo Strange, mad scientist. It doesn't even have a phone number or an email address <laughs> he, or anything. He doesn't even try to hide it. People are like, you know what? This guy, yeah. this guy's legit. He, he puts it all on his sleeve, you know? I also, real. I want to point out something that I never realized. I've been reading comics for fucking 32 years, or however long since I was able to read, and I just realized that they can never call him Dr. Strange. Correct. It's yeah, because at one point he goes, he's like, oh, Dr. Hugo Strange. He's like, please call me Hugo. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, because you can't call <laughs> you him can't Dr. Call him it's Dr. A, Strange. It's a therapist, you legally. <laughs> they're so I lost my degree yeah, because I'm a fucking super. That villain. would be that would be so funny. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, god. no, I I never I never put that together until this book, and that's hilarious. Because yeah, he makes a point of being like doctor, and he said, no, 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 please call me Hugo. Ther- <laughs> I'm like, oh, therapist supreme. <laughs> legally, it's yeah, Hugo. Yeah. I'm not even really a therapist. <laughs> All of my degrees have been uh, forfeited. <laughs> he he uh, seems a little too anxious to hypnotize. Uh, yeah, these, well, yeah, like that's a big one. He's like, yeah, can you, mean, these are very clearly fake degrees. I just kinda, <laughs> yeah, like he just. I hip- just want yeah, you to look at this watch can, for can me. I just this is my degree, quick? and it's a dangling watch. It's hey, a, can yeah. you just look at this watch real quick? <laughs> yeah, I'll get you. I'll get you my credentials right away. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of this book is Bruce talking to Hugo in therapy, and that's how we build the story. Um, from the jump. So it's really starts off with like, how did you, like he noticed that his hands all busted up and he's like, Oh, how did you hurt your hand? Is it something different this time? And we kind of flash back to Bruce in, I guess like high school, mm. right? High school age. He's at Gotham Academy. Gotham Academy. So probably the same age that Dick was in the Robin and Batman book. Yeah. We just so read. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Deja teenager, vu. Like, you yeah. know, somewhere between 15 to whatever. But then he's just like, there's this kid that was getting bullied, and Bruce just is like, yeah, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of those dudes. He's like, I stopped it. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and like, basically he's like, well, you know, I, I didn't start it, I just stopped it. I saw it. them and hurting then, them, like, and I stopped it. It's like, oh, And okay. then everyone else is like, you know, like, oh, it isn't, it wasn't his fault, he was just protecting this other kid. But um, you get this horrified look that the teacher is like, uh, or is that, oh, because it's not. Or is that Alfred? No, that's, no, that's Alfred. the but teacher. Like the te- no, that's, yeah, the that's teacher's the teacher. Just like, that's- oh, this kid's fucking scary. This kid's a serial <laughs> killer. That's a, that was yeah. that's the look of a red flag popping up. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That's a teacher Maybe seeing a red flag. <laughs> and then he gets picked. The- this was like this was such a good fucking moment. So like Alfred picks him up. It's silent the whole way home, and they get home, and they go into the library, and he's like, "Why wow. is the library empty?" And he's like, "I'm tired." Of all the phone calls, I'm tired of all your fighting. You're the only son of Tom and Martha Wayne, and you insist the only way you can solve your problem is fucking fighting. So, um, until you figure something out, you're gonna read a book and fill the library back up until you can learn a different way and make your parents proud. I'm like, yo, that shit's awesome. He just It's fucking awesome, but it also kind of backfires. Definitely. Because he fills it with manga. Just <laughs> No, that's that's Damien. <laughs> yeah, that's um, Damien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it backfires become because he like learns tactics of war. <laughs> yeah, he, f- he fills it with um, fucked up books. Because he essentially <laughs> what he does, he reads all these books, and he just 
tortures this fucking bully until he leaves school. Yeah, he, like, like, rubs poison ivy in his gym towel. Like, that's a fucked up thing to do to somebody. He got locked in the boiler room, and he, like... Yeah, basically, the parents are transferring him out because all this, like, terrible... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck, man. (laughs) And it's, um, and this is all interspliced with, like, them talking to, like, current day Bruce. And it's, but it's really, like, they're saying the same thing, right? Like, they're talking about his anger. Like, that's, it's, there's something inside of you that needs to fucking get out. And, like, he's just. Wait, is this current day Bruce or is this teenager? I think it's Bruce in college. I think, I think present day is Bruce in college. This is later. Okay, yeah, this but it's Bruce still pre-Batman. Yeah. Sorry, current age as in, like, the current age yeah. of the book. Like, right. present okay, day in yeah. the book. Present yeah, yeah, yeah. day so is, we've got, we've got, is college, I believe. We got baby baby Bruce and slightly less baby I think this is before baby he's Bruce. decided he's going to go be Batman. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. That's I just want to make sure I was on the same page, because I, yeah. I, the way you said that... Going to theory, and, Bruce, like, yeah. and Bruce is in college because he wants to study, like, criminology and become a police officer. Yeah, we'll get Witch! we'll get to that. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> Zing. He's a, he effectively is talking to Hugo. He's basically, I want the nightmares to stop because he can't fucking sleep. He just keeps thinking about that same night over and over again. And he's like, I don't know what to fucking do, <laughs> and like I can't trust anybody, and I don't know what's going on. And it's just like, um, you know, he was recommended by his friend Dana. Hugo kind of like starts harping on that relationship like because they've known each other for years oh, yeah we've kind of glossed over that he's he's in an interesting relationship because yeah, like, like i can't quite figure out their dynamic because they're like not together but there's definitely some history there for yeah sure. and like um, she I mean, she's I, going to gotham academy because her mom basically owns the place yeah, and Bruce is going. I kind, to- of, I kind of read it as like boyfriend girlfriend potential. Like, I, if they aren't dating, they are going there may have to. Been there, but like, she they didn't in got at Gotham Academy, but like she basically is like, "Yo, we knew you tortured the fuck out of that kid." <laughs> like yep. we all knew, and we were like, "You were scary as shit back then." Like, yeah, that was not yeah. okay. Like, um, and it is at this point that he and they're talking he, about where they want to go to college. At this yeah, point. yeah. And they both yeah. end he's up like, at Gotham I'm, Academy because her mom basically owns the place. Right, and, and he's he just like, like he, I wants to stay in town. Basically, yeah, he wants to yeah, do yeah. good in Gotham and become a police officer. And I love how immediately she's like, she's like, what she, the fuck? She just is laughs wrong at him like that's fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, are you serious? It's like. Besides the fact that no police force would have uh, would have one of the world's richest men walking the streets with a gun, he's like, I wouldn't carry a gun. He's like, and there, there, there's the other, another reason. You're too used to doing whatever you want. You're incredibly smart with unlimited resources. You've taken enough extra courses in your spare time to, that you uh in your mansion to have several degrees already, and you want to be all a cop with all of that. It's but like yeah. The, the kicker fucking, was yeah. like, yo, you remember that bully? Yeah, you tortured him. You're a fucking we sociopath. Need, we don't need. We don't another need more bullies. Cop with a fucking axe to grind out on the street. Think, be better. Yeah, yeah. You want vengeance? You. The world doesn't need another angry cop. Man, if she yeah, knew it's... what she was saying to him in that moment, like, yeah. be better. <laughs> be a vigilante. Be above the law. <laughs> I think she was basically saying, "Do dress what up like Grayson's a bat right now." What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Dress up like a yeah. bat and break people's elbows. You fucking buy a fucking bat costume <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, you fucking 
you clown like let's get it to fucking together no that's the other guy (laughs) oh that right good point point. oh right that's that's... the bully (laughs) (laughs) but yeah she makes a good fucking point that uh all cops are just fucking but could you imagine if like he if she wasn't in the picture and he did just become a shitty cop with an axe to grind like Oh yeah! God, that would be yeah. such a shitty Gotham to live in, wouldn't it? Just this he billionaire be... cop. Yeah, yeah, he would be the fucking um the peace peacekeeper from the fucking the Tynan's run. Yeah, like he would be that oh, guy. Be, like, yeah. Just, just in, in the the bad family from White Knight. Yeah, mm. exactly. Or that. <laughs> <Yeah>. um. <laughs> he would just be this entitled prick. Like that's it would it, just, the thought it's a of cop. a billionaire cop scares the shit out of me, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, I hate that. Don't like that. Uh, it's almost like weirdly like oxymoronic, but that, let's not get into that. It's just like two <laughs> things that just are the worst, and then you just put them together would, to make this. It would just f- become Judge Dredd, like one hundred percent. It would just be like give Elon Musk a gun. Dude, like that sounds show, like a terrible yeah, he just fucking shows idea up to work as Batman. But has a badge on. He's got a Judge Dredd costume over the Batman costume. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, he's like, no, I don't carry a gun. I got to wear this costume, but I got my badge on. I'm representing still. It's like, dude, Bruce, you can't fucking do that, you idiot. I am like, not gonna wear the body cam though. Yeah, uh, course, that's where I draw the line. I have uh, the most. Ad- Batman wore a body cam. <laughs> I have the most advanced tech on the planet, and I will not wear this body cam. Yeah, I'm gonna record everything, but you can't have it. <laughs> Also, I have access to all of your body cams. I, I have <laughs> right. I have surveillance on every person ever. I'm also going to pay for all of the body cams except for mine because I don't have one. And you have to use my and proprietary I'll, software yeah, that I have back and also, into. And also, the uh, it is it is not open to the public to see. Uh, it is exclusively yeah, it's, it's like, exclusively for me. It just becomes libertarian cops. Like it's, it's we just uh, he'll, oh, he'll sell it. his body cam so, footage of the NFT. No, no, Casey's Casey's Let's, spiraling. We'll just pull this. We'll pull this uh, parachute cord. But we before Casey gets mad about the fictional Batman cop. <laughs> <laughs> this offshoot Batman that we created because we because we spiraled so again because we don't. Talk well, if you need therapy, I know they're good therapists. He's got this yeah, watch yeah, that he really wants you to look at. He's a little he bizarre. Loves hypnotizing. <laughs> so we cut back. Let's get back on track here. Ooh. So we basically cut back from that, and Bruce is like, look, I'm fine with being angry. I can use that. That's not what's going on. Like, it's whatever. He's like, I'm not mad at my parents. Like, I'm mad at the world because bad people can just do whatever the fuck they want. Hugo's like, well, bad men do what they want, and rich people do what they want, and they're usually the same people. It's like, you could do whatever the fuck you want, Bruce. You're a rich person. Hate to say, uh, he makes a good point. Hey, I don't ever want to be on the side of Hugo Strange, but the man, the man is saying some truth. Basically, saying like you, know? you could do whatever you want. Like, are your nightmares driving you towards that or away from that? Like, what are you actually wanted? What do you want to actually do? Like, because like you're a billionaire that's well educated, obviously, and all that stuff. You have unlimited possibilities. You could do whatever you want. Like, what actually is that? And that's the moment where Bruce is like, I think I'm going to dress like a bat and break people's yeah. thumbs. But first, <laughs> he has to learn some gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, um, of course, gotta so learn gymnastics. We cut first. to him in like step one. Uh, I believe it's they're in college at this point, and basically he's like training, and his friend is like, "You're gonna be late for your chem test." He's like, "I'm not going." It's like, "Well, why?" He's like, "Look, I'm gonna go to the library and read about 
ribosome inactivating proteins. It's like, but you'll fail the test. He's like, I don't need a test to tell me what I learned. I'm going to go fucking learn. I'm not, I don't give a shit about the degree. Like, that's not why it's like, I have a bajillion dollars. Do I look like I need a degree? Yeah. Like I could just buy the company <laughs> I want to work for. Like, it's fine. Um, but then she notices that her hands are fucked up, is, is fucked up. Um, this is the recurring theme. And this is when we see a little bit of his nightmares, but we kind of find out what he's been doing, which is just bare knuckle boxing in a fucking warehouse. Uh, but before the bare knuckle, bare knuckle fight club, um, we get, we, we had to see the pearls drop. The pearls, uh, do the we pearls get a fly. pearl shot? It's very subtle. It's very subtle. But it's yes, very subtle, but we, get we do get the nightmare. pearls. Yeah, no, it's it's in the nightmare splash page where he's seeing like the 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 suit of More armor. Like nightmare, he's like, like, where he's like tries <laughs> he tries to hide in it. Um, I believe. That's yeah, what I like, would have not noticed the pearls had you not said something. I had to I really yes, look I, I, for him. It looks like blood too, so it could it could be. Yeah, red it as could either. it could be either, but it's pearls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't. Real. Yeah. So he goes to this underground boxing ring and does this whole thing and. Um, it gets broken up by the cops and obviously they recognize that it's Bruce Wayne and Alfred picks him up and yo fucking Alfred <laughs> like yo yep. he, he's, they're, they're driving home and he's basically just pulls over he's like look fu- n- enough like you're there just thinking you could do whatever the fuck you want you're, you could do literally anything I've let you become a spoiled brat you're down there fighting against people who are doing it so they can afford food and you're just doing it because you want to like grow the fuck up like (laughs) it's like it's all they have a chance to make rent money provided their hospital expenses don't cancel out their winnings dude it's like i do like when he's in lockup and that they're like all right you're free to go he's like why he's like you're bruce fucking wayne why do you think and he tries to (laughs) he tries to talk tell the cops that the other ones are like, oh, they were pissed because they weren't on the take about the ring. He's like, oh, you hearing this, Phil? It's like, no one fucking gives a shit. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you think him calling out, you calling out corruption while you just got busted, even though you're rich? Like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's Gotham PD, bro. Like, you're barking up <laughs> the wrong fucking here. tree. But yeah, like, yeah. this is some of the best brief, but like, some of the best Alfred, like, really be like, he, cause he feels like he's failed him because, like, I can't believe you think this is the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why, what, why would this be the way that I, I, like, I tried to teach you by, like, yeah. making you read every book in a fucking library. And, you and lo- all you did was become a fucking sociopath that tortured that bully. And now you're in bare learned, knuckle boxing fights. He learned fights. the wrong lessons. Like, yeah. You filled exactly. the library with how to be a sociopath books. Yeah. I, I just, there's a, <laughs> like, he's basically, you know, the great line is like, you've been given everything. Prove that you deserve it. Nice. Like, you say you want to yeah, help dude. people, but all you're doing is hurting people mm. like you're not God doing anything it. comrade zadarsky is just like <laughs> fucking killing it like every fucking panel is like mm, oh, it's so good and then anyway, we're still cutting I, I, to, I to, to fucking so hugo like you know if we can if you stay with me and work together and we do all this stuff we can build your future um and bruce this is where i was like okay this bruce is bruce is we're seeing the beginnings of the mm-hmm. Batman we know, because he's like, well, also the detective, and the detective is, is kind out. of coming out a little bit. He's like, look, it's like I appreciate it, but um, your hypnotherapy, uh, it's bullshit. Um, it's it's stage hypnosis, it's stage magic. And my friend hack. Dana recommended you, 
and uh, she's been really stressed out because all of her money's going away, and I've noticed that's definitely your fault. So <laughs> what are we going to do about that? <laughs> yeah, it was, and, and she's been really tired lately, and it's like, oh, her fatigue is from the hypnosis. <laughs> yeah, direct and like, They're all covert. going to an yeah. offshore account, like, basically telling Hugo, like, I'm on to you, motherfucker. Like, I'm not falling for your game. Yeah, he basically only went to Hugo Strange to figure out what the fuck was up. To figure with out what, Dana. if he was legit, yeah. And he's like, "Well, no, to figure out like, like clearly something's wrong with Dana. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see go what investigate. Yeah, yeah, what's this guy's yeah, angle? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, his head uh, is way too small for his body. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he asks him where he's going. He's like, "I'm gonna go away, Doctor, to think bigger." And that's kind of been the theme. It's like, and then you see the suit of armor again. So he's like. And he's got a bat shadow, a bat shaped shadow on his face. <laughs> yeah. It also kind of seems. It kind of seems that the uh, the nightmares might have been induced by Hugo Strange it's because it's a suit of armor in his office. Like it's like it's Bruce looking over at a suit of armor that's been in his nightmares. It could be incorporated into the nightmares he's been having since he's a kid. Yeah, there's. So you think Hugo I, I just like made himself Hugo. a Batman? <laughs> I think so. Well, we know no, he I loves think, dressing I think, up as Batman. So I think Hugo was trying to create a repeat customer. Yeah, and absolutely. he just made and he made the nightmares more vivid, like and stronger, and like maybe incorporated things in the surroundings of the office to like, it could potentially you know, like be, make the stick out. Well, to make the hypnosis even. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and so yeah, but Bruce, being Bruce, is using it against them, using it for his own gain. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. fucking, so fucking this, this book is great. Awesome Batman book. It's gonna yeah, be great. Uh, Definitely a voice I wasn't sure. I was like, all right, yeah, fuck it. He did Daredevil. Like, let's give him a crack. Well, Zdarsky's been been like champion of the bit to do Batman for years. Like yeah. halfway jokingly, like he's just been like throwing it out there. I'm just like, hey DC, anytime now, let me write Batman. Um, but also like. You know, he did that Urban Legends thing yeah. and where he was writing Batman and uh, Jason Todd. And like, yeah, I feel like he this has been a steady train to writing Batman. And this he just took all the lessons he learned from writing Daredevil and then just like pumped it into yeah, this. And it fucking it's rolls. It's fucking great, man. Uh, yeah, like, and, and I also like, it's definitely one of those things like I don't need another Batman origin story, but I do need a better perspective on Batman. So if it has to be an origin story to get there, Fuck yeah. I kind of like, like this middle ground Batman because I feel like there's not it's talked about but I feel like there's not like a ton there it's always like flashbacks like kind of seeing the journey especially with Alfred being involved I feel like it could be a very good take that we don't well, get very the, often the journey of how to not be a fucking sociopath how to yeah. not be a fucking serial killer because like all the odds are against him like he's he's like you know a billionaire like that that alone gives you the entitlement to think you can do whatever you want and like you have to work actively hard to to actually do the right yeah, thing this book should be when, called when you the entire world is opened up to you yeah you know? it should be called bruce wayne check your privilege like that's what this book should be called. <laughs> like, yeah and it's absolutely great. he has everyone and in it, his life even people who are also well off like his friend dana is not like you know she's part of the elite she went to gotham academy and all this stuff like so like it's other people that are in that echelon they're, be like dude what, what the fuck they're are you all doing? coming at it from different angles yeah. like 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 alfred is coming at it from like look at these people that you're fucking punching in the face yeah. that are that are going to the hospital that they can't afford and look like, so, you know trying to and make remember rent. your and, parents legacy that who are yeah. helpers and builders of the of gotham like that was their whole deal and then and then dana being another billionaire is coming at it from the angle of like why would you be a cop 
you everything that you, you can do so have, much better. You could do anything I, else I, and do things. Yeah. I still feel like he's taking this advice the wrong way. He is. He's still I mean, learning he's, the wrong lessons. He's getting. He's he's going down that journey. Yeah. This is the journey of him finding. Because right like way. Batman is it, it isn't exactly the answer to that. Because like he's still gonna beat up guys who are just doing what they're doing to try to to try to make a living. Right. Like. Well, let's see where the rest of the series. Yeah. Maybe goes, this right? isn't like. Can- this is maybe yeah maybe Batman. this is yeah maybe this isn't the origin of the Batman we know maybe yeah. this is an origin of a better Batman yeah, or who a takes the lessons in a fucking suit of armor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he actually puts on a suit of armor. <laughs> uh, so fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, great, great book, though. Yep. All right, so that, we did it, guys. That was last week's comics. Yes. What do we got this it's a week? long one. Saga. Oh, yeah! <laughs> so, yes, so are you finally, two gonna... I, don't finally. Care, I don't care about any other book, I'm being honest. So you two gonna just... <laughs> unload however many issues of saga we need uh 54 well this this is 55 so probably not even been an issue of saga since we started this podcast no i i don't think there has i think this is your equivalent of me unloading 100 issues of tmnt yeah yeah the saga's been on hiatus since pre-covid uh so at least two years feels like more like three yeah uh i have no concept of time i can't tell you for sure but yeah. I've never so, read uh, Saga, so this is going to be holy shit. I think we should Maybe. do a now a trade now and trade. Mm, we could for do the first, an now and like, trade six for or that. twelve. And if you don't know it. what we're talking about, go join the Patreon. Yeah, I think we should do it. It's a great. I think it's a great series. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a huge Brian K. Vaughn fan. Um, and the art in it by Fiona Staples is incredible. Yeah, I think that's one of the main reasons they took a break because she does everything. Um. Yeah, like all of the coloring, the line work, the covers, every she, all of it. Wow. So, yeah. So I think that's, and they were pumping them out on a pretty regular basis. So I think that's why there was a big. It's like yeah, that right, should take some time. We got to we got to we got to chill for a minute. <laughs> so I'm hoping that, and they said this is like the halfway point potentially. Yeah. No, 54 was literally the halfway point. Yeah. So there's going to be 108 issues. Yeah. Altogether. So hopefully they got some in the chamber, so we don't have to wait a couple of years. Yeah. But I'll be talking um, about on Saga top, for sure. On top of Saga, uh, also Devil's Reign number three and Detective yep. 1050. Dude, Detective uh, is coming out every fucking week. It's crazy. It's pretty yep, great. Pretty much. And it's pretty great. Um, and also Death of Doctor Strange Spider-Man number five again. of five. Yeah, yeah. I'm already like uh, unmercifully behind on Spider-Man again. Yeah, Dude, that doesn't surprise me It's coming me out much. so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, X-Men's coming out. Uh, Robin's coming out. Deadly class, uh, ones in the future. House of Slaughter, another issue of Human Target. Ooh, that'll uh, be fun. Yeah. Um, Ice Cream Man. Uh, ice cream man. There is an Ice Cream Man, and the variant cover is by my buddy Alex Ackman Lawn. So oh, pick oh, up nice. the cover B. It fucking rules. Um, we'll we'll have a billion copies if you're local to Philly. So <laughs> come, come grab one of those. Yeah. The Marauders Annual. Um, yeah. Is it Marauders? Okay. Uh-huh. Marauders Annual. Okay. Mary okay. Jane Blackhead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there Ooh, it is. Nice. There's another one. All right. Well, uh, All right. go go buy those books right now. Now that you've listened to us talk about last week's books. 
and uh, also join our join our Patreon. Uh, we've got all kinds of cool stuff going on in the Patreon. I think we mentioned now in trade. We've got uh, we've got another now in trade in the works. We're actually going to be recording that this week. So more on that later. If you're a Patreon subscriber, so subscribe to the Patreon. You got no reason not to. And yeah. uh, join our Discord. Uh, hang out, bug us, keep the conversation alive. We've been having some really lively conversations about comics in the Patreon. We need more of you, the TFTSB listeners, in that conversation. So Yeah, uh, we, you already listen to us talk to each other enough. We want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, Get you in on it. tell us you're... Sick of these motherfuckers. Give me, Give me new takes. comic people to talk to. <laughs> Give me your cold takes, your hot takes. <laughs> Your lukewarm your takes. takes. Your lukewarm takes. Your just right flavor takes. You're just, you're just your Goldilocks takes. zone takes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, also follow us on the Twitters and the Instagrams at last week's comics. And all that. That's it. That's the show. That's the end. We're at the end. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we did it. <laughs> all right, for me. For me, for them, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>